Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. Once again, of course, I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Happy Friday, everybody. A couple of uh, quick announcements on the Cellulita Super Spreader front. We do have a few more guests lined up that um, I, I wasn't expecting, but I think they'll be a nice addition to our lineup. And since they were sort of late to the game, I'm going. I'm extending the um, the sale that we're having on the tickets. So, and through the end of this month, uh, October 31st, you can get uh, 10% off your Sahelita Super Spreader tickets. By using my promo code FICTION. I thought it was only fair because we're having this guy, uh, James Guzman, come down from San Miguel de Allende. He is an expat here, and he's going to be giving a a presentation on, uh, I think we're calling it Freedom Through Expatriation. And, you know, he's got a following here that hopefully he'll be bringing along with him. And so I gave them, I was giving them the sale to the end of the month. So I'm extending it to everybody. But after that, tickets are going back to the full price. And I'm I'm not exactly sure how much longer I'm going to leave them on sale. At some point in November, I'm probably just going to cut off ticket sales because I need to... I need to just have a final count for everything. So hurry up and get your tickets if you plan on coming. We'd love to have you. It's going to be a ton of fun. Got a great lineup of guests, and I'm just really looking forward to it. So make sure you get on that as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. It's been, man, it's been one of those fucking frustrating weeks for me. Just all kinds of little problems, one after another. I broke my phone again the other day, which has been, you know, just, it, it is really getting frustrating being fucking gringoed everywhere you go in, in Mexico. I will, I, I will say that it, it's starting to really bother me when I have a problem that I'm trying to fix and, and people are constantly trying to take advantage of you. And I mean, they think I'm a fucking idiot. Like I, I just, you know, fell off the fucking cruise ship and I have no idea what's going on. But the uh, I had to put a new new screen on my phone a few months ago because it broke. And uh, I, I don't know what was wrong with it. It just went blank. And that costs, you know, like 150 bucks to get a new screen. Um, but I had so I had one of my Mexican friends take the phone and, and basically pretend that it was her phone. <laughs> and, and and so I knew I wasn't getting the, the gringo treatment there. I call it getting gringoed when they fucking rip you off. You know, basically, anytime they try to sell you something, if you're an American or a Canadian, they'll, uh, you know, they just inflate the price. I, uh, my rule of thumb is just divide it by two, whatever they fucking come at you with. And then you can start negotiating from there. So I, I knew what a new screen costs is about 3,000 uh, pesos. And I know I, I don't think I need a new screen. The one I have is just coming loose. It's detached a little bit from the rest of the phone at the bottom. I think it just needs to be glued back on. Should take them, I don't know, 10 minutes. And it should cost like 10 bucks. So I go, I go to this, like, um, this mall or whatever, and they've got like 15 of these cell phone shops where they do repairs and everything. And I walk up to the first one and, you know, I mean, my Spanish is bad. Uh, I'll admit that I'm still, I'm trying to get better at it, but I don't get a lot of opportunities to practice it uh, living here by myself and uh, working pretty much all day, every day through the week. And then on the weekends, you know, yeah, sometimes you use a little bit of Spanish, but it's not the, it's too, it's so touristy here. 
it, it, that it's not the best environment to sort of immerse yourself in Mexico and, and pick up the language really quick and use it all the time other than just exchanging pleasantries and things like that. But so I, I, I go in there and I'm, I tell the lady, you know, I think I, I need to have my phone repaired. And she asked me what kind of phone it was. And as soon as I told her what kind of phone it was, she said it was going to be like 2,800 pesos or something like that. And I looked at her and I was like, but you don't even know what's wrong with the phone. You didn't look at it. Like, you don't know what's wrong with it. You didn't open it up. You don't know what you need to fix. So how do you know what it costs? And she just replied, 2,000 some odd pesos, which is fucking outrageous. I mean, that's over $100 to, to fix your phone. And, and so I walked away and I went to another one. And they, and they did the same thing without even fucking looking at the phone. They're just like, oh, yeah, it'll be like $100 to work on your phone. And, uh, you know, it's just really starting to bug. It, it's fine when, you know, the guy on the beach is trying to sell you a stupid pair of sunglasses or something. I, I don't mind that nearly as much. And, you know, I'll, I'll mess around with those guys and we can negotiate whatever. But when you actually have a problem that you're trying to get fixed and people are constantly taking advantage of you, it really does uh, start to grind my fucking gears. So, so I texted uh, a friend of mine. And I'm like, hey, like, are you are you busy right now? Cause uh, they're they're trying to fucking gringo me here at this uh, at this phone shop, and I just I'm trying to get my 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 phone fixed, and they're telling me it's gonna be over a hundred dollars without even looking at the phone. And and she goes, well, uh, she, her friend her friend's cousin actually owns like a phone repair shop or something. And she gives me his number and I text him and I'm like, yeah, you know, how much to, uh, to, to repair this phone if the screen just needs to be glued back on or like reattached or whatever. And he says 300 pesos, 300 pesos. Now, even that seems kind of high just by like Mexican work standards, you know, it, like usually you pay about a hundred pesos an hour for labor, uh, you know, like a, a cleaning lady would charge you a hundred pesos an hour, like five bucks an hour, basically. And I mean, I, I know it's not very hard to to glue these screens, back, but fifteen. We're going from fifth, like three hundred pesos to three thousand pesos. That's the fucking gringo treatment when you're trying to get your phone fixed. So, anyway, I, I'm supposed to go over there later today to his shop to get it fixed. Um, but anyway, the, that that was a big headache and. Uh, uh, just a lot of travel. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling in the next uh, the next month. So I'm actually taking a vacation. So my, my hours here with the show are probably, I don't know what they're going to look like. They might be a little more erratic. Uh, I'm going to be going to Panama for a couple of weeks and then Guatemala. And I will be back in uh, early December. I get back just before the Cellulita Super Spreader. So I've just been making a lot of travel arrangements. I'm going back to Chicago the first week of November. And I don't know. I want to bore you guys with all those details. Just a lot of uh, traveling headaches and uh, flight issues and, and whatnot. But should all work out. And I think it's going to be a nice little trip. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, we've got a couple of interesting things to talk about today, I guess. There's... The the latest development in the uh, Rand Paul, Dr. Anthony Fauci battle has once again point all signs point to Rand being one hundred percent right and completely vindicated yet again. This is I mean this just absolutely every time he goes after Fauci, Fauci gets proven to be a fucking fraud liar every single goddamn time. And it just, I can't believe that this guy is still around, that he's still the guy. He's still the guy after Rand has just embarrassed him time and time again, caught caught him in several lies. In this latest one, I mean, like he he's, you can't make this stuff up. So a, a top um, NIH official admitted on Wednesday in a letter that the U.S. funded that so-called gain-of-function research. Remember this back and forth with Rand Paul and Fauci about whether or not they had funded 
the um the gain of function research and fauci you know hemmed and hawed and he split hairs and tried to use all these like fucking word tricks to make it sound like he didn't fund gain of function research he straight up called rand a liar if anyone is lying here senator it is you and it turns out once again that oops yeah we did actually fund gain of function research no big deal so in the letter that was addressed to uh, a Republican of Kentucky, James Comer, the the principal deputy director, Lawrence Tabak, 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 I don't know how to say his name, cites limited experiment to determine whether spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to the human ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. According to the letter, humanized mice infected with the modified bat virus became sicker than those exposed to an unmodified version of the same bat coronavirus. And the NIH apparently received these the relevant documents for this uh, this research that was being done in 2018, reviewed them in 2020, and again in 2021. And throughout the last year and a half, Fauci has just been lying his ass off, blatantly fucking lying. And the balls on this guy is fucking amazing. Like, when is he going to be strung up on charges now? He, he lied to Congress. Well, why aren't we going after him? Why isn't he in a cell right now? <laughs> this is a pattern that Senator Paul has been doing now at multiple hearings based on no reality. I have never lied, certainly not before Congress. Case closed. Case closed. This pompous fuck. Case closed. Case closed. There is a pattern here. The pattern is not Senator Paul uh, making assertions based on no reality. The pattern is you being caught in a lie every time Senator Paul brings up a point. That's the fucking pattern. Unbelievable. Case closed. I never lied. Case closed. Well, no, no. The, the case is wide open. The case is wide open. Here's the proof that you once again lied about everything just uh, i i'm at a loss for words at this point but why is this guy still the guy why are we still listening to him why you know he, he comes out and grants us permission to go trick-or-treating now right this is every time there's like a holiday that comes up we have to all ask you know our wise overlord fauci if it's okay if we partake if it pleases the crown, can I go trick-or-treating with my kids? Can my kids go trick-or-treating? Which, by the way, the amount of take-one buckets that are going to be out this Halloween is just like a kid's fucking wet dream. Are, are you kidding me? Not only, like, all these people that are going to be too afraid to answer the door because of coronavirus are now just going to be putting out buckets of candy, and you can just take as much as you want. I'd be going crazy if I was a kid like that. And and it's guilt-free, too. You don't have to like feel like you're being a dick about it because I guarantee you that these people leaving the take ones out there, it's not because they couldn't come to the door. It's because they're one of these paranoid COVID vaccine-mandating lunatics that want to ruin everybody else's life because they're so afraid of getting uh, a virus that has a 99-point-something chance of survival. I wonder if there's going to be houses that only will give out candy to vaccinated kids. Um, oh, wait, kids can kids get vaccinated yet? I know some can, uh, whatever. Uh, but it's unbelievable. We're, we're asking these unelected bureaucrats, these lying, skeezing fucking pieces of shit. We're asking them for permission. Can we have Christmas this year? Is it okay? It's okay if you're vaccinated. Unbelievable, man unbelievable what i i can't i i still don't understand how people can view government the way that they do and the role of government it's like they don't think that there's any limited role for government in our lives and we're going to talk about the the biden town hall debacle from yesterday he was in baltimore but one of the things that really bugs me about all these town halls is like it's just presumed that there's a the government should do something about X, Y, and Z. 
every time they just take these que- these questions and it's like you know well i'm i'm really struggling with the the cost of childcare what's your administration going to do about this and i'm really struggling with the price of gas what's your administration going to do about this and housing prices are really going up what's your administration going to do about this what's your administration stop it just fucking stop it stop looking to government to intrude into these areas. And why is it assumed that we just have to have the government do it? How are they doing so far with anything? They have, look at their track record. Look at Fauci's track record. How's he doing so far? Why are we asking him? There, there's just way too many people in America that think the, the role of government knows no bounds. It's just... Whatever the problem is, whatever the issue is, government needs to do something about it. And, and that is just fucking terrifying. It, it's, it's reached terrifying levels with this vaccine now. This is, uh, again, like the government has no role, should have no role in healthcare decisions, in vaccinations, in anything. And, and we're asking them, we're sitting here. Asking people like Fauci if it's okay if we celebrate Christmas this year. You guys hear yourselves? I mean, this is why, like, why are we asking these questions? Why don't you just do what you want to do? Why even give them the pretense that this is a decision that they get to make? Fuck that. Fuck that. Stop giving them this kind of power. I mean, like we've been saying this entire time, this is just the the tip of the iceberg, and we've seen them just continuously pressing the envelope. And this is another area where, just one of the many areas where the media just does a tremendous amount of damage to the American people. How great would it be if they just didn't cover Fauci, if they just didn't put a camera and a microphone in his face and ask him these questions? Stop it. Just stop doing it. Stop putting them on TV. All of these fucking politicians. We're not asking you for your fucking opinions. Your, your opinions are shit. We're not asking for your permission either. And it would be really great if we just stopped this pretense of we have to get Fauci on TV and our wise overlords in Washington and ask them if it's okay if we live our lives the way we see fit. And then we every time we get a chance to ask them a question, it's, what are you going to do for my situation? What are you going to do for this? What are you going to do for that? Haven't they done enough already? Look at the disastrous situation we're in as a country. And ask yourself if you want more of what they've been doing. I mean, my God. The whole thing is just a fucking disaster. We're seeing soaring costs of inflation. And there's actually a really interesting moment in the the Biden town hall when he's asked about inflation. And God... I don't know why. Talk about asking politicians questions. I don't know why anybody bothers asking Joe Biden a question. You do not get an answer to your the question that you're asking at all. It's got to be incredibly unsatisfying for these people that, that they still believe in him. They still believe in this idea of you know, the presidency and government and democracy and they get up there and they're, they're all excited to get to ask the president a question and they ask him these serious questions and then Biden just goes on this bumbling, word salad, rambling answer. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> just He'll even, they'll ask him like two different questions and one's like a yes or no and then there's like a follow-up that would actually require you to give it an answer besides yes or no and Biden would just be like, yes and yes. And blah, 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 and go off on some random fucking thing that has nothing to do with it. And why? Why are we doing this? Just stop it. Stop it. But look at look at the situation that you are in right now because of government. Housing prices are up like 53%. Gas prices up 60-something percent. Food, uh, food prices 70%. I might have those flip-flopped. I can't. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It might be uh, gas is up 70%, food 60-something. You know, just the things that you you spend all of your money on. (laughs) Housing, uh, you know, food, electricity, gasoline, heat, things like that. You know, going into the winter with these prices astronomically high. 
everyday people, you know, they like to strip that stuff out of the inflation measurements, you know, X food and energy is like, okay, yeah, we take out everything we spend money on, eh, prices aren't too bad. But your, your everyday life, because of all of the government intrusion, is about to take a really big turn to the downside. And it's this mentality that every time there's a problem, no matter if it was caused by government, which 95% of the time it is, there's a government solution to it, and we need the Joe Bidens of the world to come to the rescue with a Build Back Better plan. How's it working out so far? <laughs> Just, I'll, I'll never, it never ceases to amaze me, no matter how bad the results are. We just keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. Elect a politician, they come up with this monstrosity of a bill, thousands of pages, trillions of dollars. It's, it's just a fucking a handout to the politically connected bankers, lobbyists. The lobbyists are the ones writing all these bills. You think you think the lobbyists are writing in like, oh, middle class help in these bills? Of course not. They're getting specific language in for whoever they're lobbying on the behalf of. The, the company that they're servicing. That's who's going to benefit from all of this shit. That's who always benefits from all this stuff. And then the idiots who vote for the fucking politicians to continue doing this cycle that has done nothing but ruin the lives of millions of people. <laughs> they just keep asking the same questions. And it, it's the same fucking problems, too. Every year, year after year, the same exact problems. What are they? Watch a debate. What are the topics? Every single time, the same exact thing. The same exact issues that Joe Biden has been talking about for 40 fucking years. And they haven't made any progress on them whatsoever. But hey, let's hold a town hall. <laughs> it's like, and these town halls are so fucking bizarre, too, by the way. They're awkward. They're weird. Joe Biden looks fucking terrible just like a feeble old man that can barely stand up you know they put seats out there but i guarantee you if he sat down he'd fall asleep so he was probably under orders to stand oh by the way you know i was it, it's shockingly hard to find the full video of these town halls they always just have like these little news clips and stuff where they chop it up and that drives me crazy because i want to see like the whole fucking thing but I, I started watching one that I thought was the, the most recent one. It was from back in July. And, um, you know, they always, like, start these things out. Be like, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm fully vaccinated. Everybody in the crowd is fully vaccinated. So no problem there. Let's go into the town hall. And they pan amongst the crowd back in July of the fully vaccinated crowd. Everybody's sitting there like normal human beings, not a mask to be seen. No masks, no social distancing, no nothing. That was July. And fast forward to October. Everybody's fully vaccinated. I've been tested several times, says Anderson Cooper. Pan to the crowd. Everybody's wearing a mask per regulations. <laughs> oh, man, you, you poor vaccinated souls. Remember when you got vaccinated so you could return to normal and take off the mask and not have to do all these ridiculous rituals that we know do nothing? Everybody knows they do nothing. It's why they push them so hard. It's all about compliance. But everybody knows when they're on, the, you know, when they don't think the camera's on them, they ignore them just like the rest of us do because they know they're fucking ridiculous. But no, not, now you're all sitting there in the crowd with your masks on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Un why don't they just test people? How about we just get a test instead of wearing the mask to attend it? I mean, I, I don't know what fucking idiot wants to go attend a Joe Biden town hall unless you're trying to catch the fucking nap. Be a great napping environment. The, the, there were some really sick people. Like, the things that they would applaud at during this town hall were, like, despicable. So, there are a, a lot of people out there like that. Uh, way too many, in my opinion. But but there were a, a few really interesting moments within this thing. And, yeah, like, like they're, they're just so weird. It just seems like such a weird thing to do, to go up on stage and, and take these questions in this manner. 
And there, but there were a couple questions that just <laughs> you get these answers from Biden that are just like jaw dropping, jaw droppingly dumb, and, and just like shocking that he's actually saying these things. the The first one that that I have queued up here is just a, he basically just casually admits that uh, he's ready to go to World War Three, like start World War Three with China if Taiwan gets attacked, because, you know, all of these foreign entanglements, these obligations to come to the aid and rescue of other countries, it's worked out so well for us in the past. Let's, let's give it a listen. Uh, Greenwich, uh, China just tested a hypersonic missile. What will you do to keep up with them militarily, and can you vow to protect Taiwan? Yes and yes. We are... Militarily, China, Russia, and the rest of the world knows we have the most powerful military in the history of the world. Don't worry about whether we're gonna, they're going to be more powerful. What you do have to worry about is whether or not they're going to engage in activities that will put them in a position where they may make a serious mistake. And so I have had, I've spoken and spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other world leader has. That's why you have... You know, you hear people saying Biden wants to start a new Cold War with China. I don't want a Cold War with China. I just want to make China understand that we are not going to step back. We are not going to change any of our views. So are you saying that, that the United States would come to Taiwan's defense if yes, China attacked? Yes, we have a commitment to do that. All right. We're going to... Um, we've, got a... huh. we've got a commitment to do that. So, yeah, of course. Of course we'll go to war with China over Taiwan. What, what could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> it's crazy. It's just how how flippant he is about it and casual. And it doesn't even. And then he's just like, okay, let's move on to the next question. Like, the, do you have any idea what the implications of that statement right there are? I, I mean, okay. <laughs> um, and then that was like at the beginning of that was the the classic Joe Biden yes and yes that I was talking about. What are you gonna do to keep up with uh, China militarily? And can you vow to protect Taiwan? Yes and yes. No, no, no. What are you going to do to keep up with the military? I mean, he does answer that question, I guess, saying that we don't need to keep up with them militarily in terms of military spending or anything like that. I mean, we ha we spend more. Is it still more on our military than the next 20 countries combined? You know, China's up there in terms of like submarines and, and shit like that. But our military is uh, second to none. I don't know what's going on with this hypersonic missile. I saw that they tested it and it, like we don't know how they did it or something like that. Okay, but if it's it's as if they've they've learned absolutely nothing. Like we we finally just pulled out of fucking the longest war in American history, and and all of a sudden if something happens to Taiwan, that that's you know we have a commitment now. We have to go to war with China. <laughs> And what what sort of fucking uh, domino effect is that going to have? Uh, unbelievable, man. And and these are like the people that we look to to lead the country. Yeah, oh yeah, we have a commitment to do that. Not even going to think about it. Not even going to think twice. Not a nuanced issue at all. Just yep, attack China. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's move on to the, the the next clip I have queued up is for the the inflation issue. Now he did before this he stumbles through an answer about the the um, supply shortages and this debacle that's going on on the west coast with all the shipping containers, and it, it's such a fucking discombobulated answer that I don't even want to go through it but he has no he's got no, nothing no no plans no no anything other than just like throw money at it and and tell people that they need to start working 24 hours a day but uh this this inflation question is is just gold here we go I want to bring in uh in uh, Linda Harris she's from Elkridge Maryland she's a software project manager Democrat Linda what's your question hey President Biden hey my middle-class family of four lives on a pretty tight budget. My husband and I both work full-time at, at well-paying jobs, but we still struggle some months to make the ends meet. With rising gas prices and utility prices and grocery prices, we're feeling our discretionary income get squeezed and reduced. What plans does the administration have to help ease this kind of current crunch we're feeling? Well, there's a number of things that have already been done, and it's hard, and people don't think about it. The American... 
rescue plan has provided for an awful lot. The $1.9 billion we passed right, up, right after I got elected. So what you got is you got that, that $1,400 check in the mail. You got a lot of things that help ameliorate some of the concerns and costs because we knew what we were coming into. We knew we inherited the win. Okay, let's stop it right there. Uh, just right off the bat, everything that he just talked about, there's a lot being done. Yes, there is a lot being done. Unfortunately, everything that's being done is the cause of the rising prices. It's not the solution to the rising prices. It's the cause of it. He's like, oh, well, we gave everybody all this money to go out and spend. <laughs> yeah, you did. And are people producing things for them to spend money on? No, no, production's way down. People aren't working. So, so we have more dollars in circulation, chasing fewer goods and services. Prices go up. Imagine that. Uh, okay, let's hear what else he has to say. And things were going to get worse before they got better. But in terms of being able to have what my dad used to say, a little breathing room. Just a little, my, my, my dad busted his neck. He, he, did, he didn't have a good paying job. My dad was a well-read, high school-educated guy who thought his greatest sin in the world was he didn't get to go to college. And, but my dad was one of those guys that worked like hell, come home for dinner, and then he'd go back to, and finish up work and close the shop. He, uh, and, and, and the whole point of it was that all we want to give, all he talked about, he said, Joey, all I need is just a little breathing room. A little space, a little space. Let me let me ask and, you about that, with just in terms of inflation, because you had told uh, us at a town hall, I think it was in July, that the in, this was just near-term inflation. The Wall Street Journal recently talked to like 67 uh, financial experts who said that they they saw high inflation going all the way or deep into 2022. Do you think it's going to last for a while? I, I don't think so. I don't think it will last. If, depending on what we do, if we stay exactly where we are, yes. If we don't make these investments, yes. What about gas prices? Because gas, pr gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. And we're about 330 a gallon most places that now, when it's up from was down in the single digits. I mean, single digit, a dollar plus, and uh, and that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation that is there, there. There's a lot of Middle Eastern folks want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm going to talk to them, but the point is, it's about gas production. There's things we can do in the meantime, though. Do you think there's a? I mean, do you see? A, do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? My guess is you'll start to see gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, in the next year, in 2022. I don't see anything that's going to happen in the meantime that's going to re significantly reduce gas prices. But, for example, for natural gas to heat your homes as winter is coming, there's a lot of what people don't realize. We put in billions of dollars in what they call LIHEAP. LIHEAP is the provision whereby you're able to get funding from the federal government based upon your need to heat your home and is subsidized in a significant way, and there's billions of dollars we have passed in the legislation I got passed in, in March of this year, because we anticipated that would be a problem as well. But the answer ultimately is, ultimately meaning the next three or four years, is investing in renewable energy. What I Okay. Yeah. Uh, because subsidizing things always brings the price down, right? It worked so well with everything else that we've subsidized, like education, for example, government subsidies for housing has brought housing prices down. <laughs> the, the answer to bringing prices down to the inflation problem that, that is running rampant through the U.S. economy is apparently print up a bunch more money, give it to the American people to buy stuff, and subsidize things. <laughs> <laughs> subsidize their gas prices to heat their home, subsidize this, subsidize that, because we all know that that's what, what that brings down prices. This is like when they talk about making things more affordable, housing more affordable, education more affordable, free. God forbid they use the word free. What they, what, they don't mean that the price is going to come down so that you have to spend less money to obtain it. 
No, 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 no. They're going to, the price is going to go up. They're just going to create more money out of thin air to help you go into debt, either personally or the country go into debt so that we can afford it quote unquote, afford it. By the way, at the beginning of this question that uh, Anderson Cooper, when he interjected and started asking about the inflation expectations and everything like that, Joe Biden is standing there frozen with his elbows cocked at a 90 degree angle and his fist clenched. And he's not moving for like a good 30 seconds. He's just standing there like a fucking a robot that they pulled the batteries out of. It like recharge his, you know, switch out, get some new batteries in him so they can keep going. Really fucking bizarre. A couple of really bizarre moments. Just if you can actually see him walking around on stage or these these facial expressions that he's giving, he, it's very weird. It's very weird to watch him. He does not look good, ladies and gentlemen. And these pauses, these long pregnant pauses. Uh, those are unedited. He just stops talking for like 10 seconds to gather his thoughts, I guess. Man, it's <laughs> the the idea that there's that this inflation, you know, we, we talked about this a while ago on the show, maybe a month or two ago, about how the Federal Reserve was talking about how all this inflation is transitory. Don't worry, it's going to pick up once the economy, you know, all this talk about how this is only a temporary thing. Why? What's going to make it go away? He's like, oh, gas prices are going to drop next year. Why? What's going to bring the cost of gas down? What's going to bring the cost of food down? You're just going to wave a magic wand? Because you're talking about spending $3.5 trillion in this Build Back Better thing. We're going to create $3.5 trillion out of thin air and put it into the economy. That, by definition, is inflation. So how are you going to combat inflation if everything that you're doing your answer to every single one of these questions, just every time you hear a politi politician talk, just translate it to inflation. What are you going to do about this? Inflation. What are you going to do about that? Inflation. How are you going to help me with this? Inflation. Inflation. Inflation is their answer to everything. <laughs> it's just a matter of how they do it and what they spend it on. But <laughs> every single question that Joe Biden gets asked the the answer is apparently inflation. Well, how are you going to stop inflation? More inflation. How are you going to combat inflation? Oh, we're going to create more inflation. Seems reasonable. I mean, that's that's the government's approach to everything else. How are you going to deal with this problem that you cause? Oh, we're going to do the same thing, only bigger. <laughs> and and people actually take this whole process seriously and think that this is the way the world should be run. This is like comically stupid. <laughs> and God, you know, hopefully in like a couple hundred years from now. We will have regained some brain cells. We can look back at this and laugh at how stupid people were. But th this is like, <laughs> th this is embarrassing that I am actually part of the same planet as people like this that, that want to sit in a room and ask this feeble old dementia patient questions <laughs> about how he's going to fix everything when he's literally like one of the main reasons why everything is wrong, everything that he's been doing and people like him my entire life and the generation before that and even the generation before that, all of these politicians have completely destroyed America. And we just sit there and we get behind the microphone and we, with a straight face, ask this guy, how are you going to get it done this time? What are you going to do different? And the answer is the same. The answer is always the same. We keep addressing the same problems with the same retarded solutions, and we're expecting different results. At least some of us are. <laughs> but, you know, we're the crazy ones. Uh, I'm the crazy one here. We have to remind ourselves that, uh, you know, when everybody around you is a complete lunatic, it, it's hard to uh, remind yourself that you're not the one that's going crazy. It's everybody else around you. It's these idiots in these town halls. All right, now uh, th this last clip I want to play is the real fucking kicker here. This is just, whew, uh, th this is infuriating and revealing. And the one of the more revealing is, is seeing people's reaction to it. The, the people that are in support of this attitude, it really is quite a sight to be seen. So l let's go ahead and roll it. Uh, as, as many as, as one in three emergency responders in some cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, right here in Baltimore, are refusing to comply with city vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders, be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be 
stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, by the way, by the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and people getting it, you have you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit, all these airlines, are, we're not going to get all 96, 97% of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated, not true. You got about a 90-some percent vaccination rate. I mean, so there's a, the idea is that, uh, look, the two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue, freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom, number one. Number two, the second one is that, uh, you know, the, the gross misinformation that's out there. Huh. I mean, come on, freedom. What the fuck are you talking about, freedom? That doesn't exist. I mean, come on, man. You can't be serious talking about freedom. This is about vaccine mandates. I almost don't even know what to say. I mean, the vaccine... So, the mandates are working. Yeah, it, yeah, it turns out if you force people, you know, with the threat of losing their livelihood to get a shot, a lot of them will take it. Oh, okay. So, it's perfectly fine to do that then? We don't have any qualms about that whatsoever. Oh, Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is like these numbers, I guarantee 97% vaccinated. Yeah. If you kick out a third of the workforce, like Harrison Guru is just saying a third of them aren't vaccinated and they're being, you know, laid off or put on leave. Oh, they're 97% vaccinated. Yeah. Because you kicked out everybody that wasn't. Oh my God. Unfucking real. But that attitude right there, that fucking attitude. This is, remember, this is Joe Biden. The uniter who is going to bring us back to normalcy and unite America again. And he's just sitting there fucking mocking people, mocking millions of Americans. And he, and he, you know, he thinks he's being clever again with this stupid Joe Biden. He is such a fucking, he is such a numbskull, but he thinks, you know, and that's, you know, it's that great Dunning-Kruger effect. The dumbest people among us are always so sure of themselves and confident and overly confident. Well, I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, as we've said ad nauseum uh, on this show, there's, there's nothing to stop you from getting COVID after you're vaccinated or to transmit it. It really bugs me that, that the way this is being framed, uh, getting the vaccine, you're getting it to protect other people. That is complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. The only thing that they can really point to, the only benefit to these vaccines, is reduced symptoms. Now, how do my reduced COVID symptoms protect you? They don't. They protect me. They, this is a selfish fucking thing, and they get to you know they get to bill it as this you know righteous virtue signaling thing that you're doing to help others. You're not doing it to help others. You're doing it so that if you get COVID, you don't get that sick. That's why you fucking did it. So just be honest about it. Should police officers and emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they stay at home or be let go? Yes and yes. <laughs> Once again, clever Joe Biden thinks he's being such a fucking smart guy. Yes and yes. Doesn't even fucking make sense. But and by the way, I waited until July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. Really now. You tried everything else. And we, you know, all of these stubborn Americans, they just wouldn't listen. So now I'm being forced to vaccinate them. I, I, they're, they're forcing my hand to mandate these vaccines. I, I mean, just look at the relationship between us and the likes of Joe Biden. Look at the way they talk to you. You know, this is going to hurt me a lot more than it hurts you. you know, when you're getting your fucking whipped by your master. Uh, it, this is just so fucking revealing. And by the way, uh, tried everything possible. Uh, what is he talking about? 
they tried every other method of coercion. They tried to, you know, make you, uh, you know, outcast from society. You're not allowed to go to the grocery store. You're not allowed to eat at restaurant. We tried that. That that didn't work. So now we just have to mandate it or, you know, you can't work for a living. Have you tried just, um, I don't know, what about just the fact that there's no liability? for these uh for these pharmaceutical companies if there's a problem with the vaccine i know a lot of people whether justified or not are apprehensive about taking the vaccine and adding to that apprehension is the fact that they're that they've removed all liability for the pfizers of the world if they take this vaccine and something bad happens to them did you try did you try getting away with that doing away with that nope (laughs) but we tried everything else yeah fuck you how about that Unbelievable. But this is the guy. This is the great uniter. And, oh, by the way, after he mocks our our um, our desire for the freedom to choose what is put into our bodies, after he openly mocks that, listen to the next question. Really is unbelievable. That Not just him, but also the people that attend this fucking thing. And by the way, I apologize. Some of the volume, like the this clip and some of the other ones, the volume might be really low. I've been trying to download this whole fucking thing because all the clips cut off the parts that I, I think are actually pretty illuminating. And and so I have to play it from uh basically from my computer onto the into the microphone. And and that's why the um that's why the volume's kind of low, but hopefully you guys can still hear it. Oh, and I guess just to just to preempt this clip, the uh, the woman asked. This is her her biggest concern, right? Which is just it really shows you where these people's heads are heads are at. Her biggest concern is when are the vaccines going to be readily available for children, and what is he going to do to make sure that there's like no difficulty in getting it, as if it's hard to go get vaccinated. I mean, there, there's fucking places everywhere. They're on like every goddamn corner to get these vaccines. They're trying to shove it up your ass every which way you you look. I mean, to have that be your fear is, I don't know what planet you're on. Oh, and that was the other thing that he mentioned. That was, you know, his number one was freedom. Come on, man. That's not a thing. And then his number two was all of the misinformation out there. All of the misinformation out there. And his, his idea of the misinformation was the whole Colin Powell story. Uh, Colin Powell passed away this week. He, I think he was 84. And the misinformation, you know, it got billed because he was fully vaccinated. So the story was like Colin Powell, fully vaccinated, still dies from COVID. And as Biden sort of rightfully alludes to, he doesn't really point this out specifically, but he had a lot of underlying conditions. He, I, he had cancer, right? He had like blood cancer or something. So he's 84. He's sick. And then he gets COVID and dies from complication. But like, you know, he had a lot of underlying conditions, as Joe Biden pointed out in the clip. I don't have it and I don't know if the volume is going to work on it. So but that's that's the misinformation that really bothers him. Right. Not not the fact that what we've been saying all along, that the vast majority of these COVID deaths are complete bullshit. Yeah, he gets billed as a COVID death, even though he had fucking cancer and he was 84 years old. Okay, I mean, he died with COVID. Was it from COVID or with COVID? And how many of all these other deaths are being attributed to COVID that weren't, COVID wasn't the underlying cause? We've gone over that at nauseum on the show as well, so I won't get into it. But I mean, that right there is misinformation. But I just, I find it incredible that the narrative now shifts from covid most deadly thing ever you better get vaccinated or you'll die to well yeah of course you're gonna die if you have underlying conditions yeah i mean that's that's who dies from covid (laughs) oh really no shit old people over the age of 80 with other fucking major things wrong with them. A lot of those people die from COVID regardless of the vaccine status. (laughs) And in Joe Biden's retarded way, he says, there's no doubt that he would have died sooner if he wasn't vaccinated. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No doubt, I guess. You have no doubt and nothing to back that statement up. But look look what just happened. Look, the, the thing that we've been saying all along, the vast majority of Americans will be absolutely fine from from contracting COVID as long as you're not really old and you don't have a lot of these underlying conditions that exacerbate the, the virus. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, it's not the, it's not the vaccine's fault. It's, it's through no fault of that. It's just, you know, he was old and he had underlying conditions. And that's why 
you died, still go, go get vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. And this is like the perfect, I, I tweeted out about this when, when Colin Powell died. This is the, the greatest example of the heads I win, tails you lose mentality that they have toward this. This is the game that they've been playing with this. No matter what happens, it's evidence to get vaccinated. No matter what. Fully vaccinated, dies from COVID. Well, would have died sooner, obviously, if he if he didn't get the, the vaccine. Fully vaccinated, gets COVID. He obviously got it from an unvaccinated person. Wait, what? Why not? Vaccinated people can spread it. How many people do you think Colin Powell came into contact with that weren't that haven't been vaccinated? I mean, he's an old 84-year-old man that, you know, runs in these fucking bureaucratic circles. I guarantee you he didn't come into contact with any unvaccinated people. Uh, I bet you they all had the vaccine. Okay. But no matter what happens, no matter what the scenario, no matter what the data suggests, it, it's apparently justification for everything that they've been doing the last year and a half. Just shut up, wear the mask, get the jab, no matter what. They're just bobbleheads. They are NPCs. And my God, did Joe Biden look like an NPC on that stage when he like couldn't move for a good minute? Um, anyway, <laughs> it's like a glitch in the fucking matrix. But the misinformation, yeah, yeah, the misinformation is a problem, isn't it? Because when we talked about that, uh, the New York Times poll, where 40% of Democrats think you have more than a 50% chance of going to the hospital from COVID, where did that information come from? When in reality, it's like less than 1%. 1%, maybe less. Oh, only 50x off. Okay, misinformation. We're not worried about that misinformation. We're not worried about misinformation that overblows the problem of COVID. That makes it seem a lot worse than it is. No, 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 no. We're worried about the misinformation that downplays it. <laughs> And and the misinformation that downplays it is much more in line with the actual data than any other fucking narrative. But anyway, so um, after he's after he talks about the, the Colin Powell thing, he takes another question. So here, let's go ahead and play that. And and bear in mind, this is right after he just got done mocking us. Freedom, come on, man! You don't get any freedom here in the United States. We tell you what to do. You, you ask, you listen to me. I tell you what you have to do in order to live. And you just grin and take it. So here's the next question. You received overwhelming support from the black community. And rightfully so, rightfully so. But now many of us are disheartened. Yep. As we watch a Congress fail to support police reform, we watch our voting rights vanish before our very eyes. Mr. President, my question is, what will you do over the next three years to rectify these atrocities, secure our democracy, and ensure that freedoms and liberties that all Americans should be entitled to? Thunderous applause to that. And I, you know, I'm not going to play the, his rambling answer to the police reform thing, but suffice it to say, he didn't mock those freedoms that this guy's talking about, you know, our fundamental right to vote and our democracy and this, you know, Thaddeus, everybody named Thaddeus is such a pompous fucking prick. But this guy's all our, our fundamental right. What are you going to do to protect our voting rights, which are under attack? Our voting rights are under attack. Uh, okay. By what? You have to show ID? They want you to show, they want you to prove you are who you say you are before you vote. That's it. Our democracy, fundamental human rights. What are you going to do to make sure that these freedoms and these liberties are, are rescued, right? From, from the, the oppressive ID wanting people. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't mock him for that, for those freedoms. Apparently those freedoms are, come on, man, of course you get those freedoms. You can vote. You go, Of course you're going to get to vote. You're going to get to vote for me. How's that working out, by the way? Your fundamental right to vote. Fuck your right to vote. How about that? Your right to vote for other people's shit is not a fundamental right. Democracy. Democracy is not freedom. It's not liberty. Voting is not free. Voting is tyranny. It's tyranny of the majority. That's all it is. But of course, Joe Biden's going to let you have that. He's going to let you have that. How's your voting working out for you? There, there's another question that comes up later on that, that Joe Biden has to answer. 
It's like, well, you, you said you were going to do all this, and now you're just doing the same thing Trump was doing. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And this guy's, you know, what are you doing for the black community now? We wanted all this police reform, and you're not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed the pattern with your fundamental right to voting? That it doesn't seem to make a fucking difference what you vote for, does it? You always get John McCain. Was that the, uh, was that the Scott Horton law or something? Um, no matter who you vote for, you always get the same. The same foreign policy, the same domestic policies. There, it, you know, uh, Dave Smith talks about this all the time on part of the problem. You know, like George W. Bush ran on not using the military for nation building, a humble foreign policy. Barack Obama was transparency and ending Guantanamo Bay and, okay, ending the wars. How'd that work out? Trump was going to end the wars. Joe Biden's the great uniter now, right? And he's going to get rid of this horrible treatment of people at the border. The great uniter mocking half the fucking country. So apparently certain fundamental freedoms and liberties that aren't really freedoms and liberties, it's actually tyrannies. Those are perfectly acceptable. Can't mock those. Can't mock democracy, can we? Oh, no, 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 no. Democracy is sacred. It's one of the holy sacraments of the religion of the state. But if you want the freedom to decide what's injected into you, well, that's, <laughs> that's just fucking ridiculous, buddy. Come on, man. Come on, man. That, you don't get that freedom. You don't get the freedom to decide what you want to do with your body, where you want to do it, where you want to work, where you want to go, who you can hang out with. Whether or not you can celebrate Christmas or go trick-or-treating. Ah, you don't get that. What gave you the idea that you get that freedom? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's up to Fauci. That's up to me, Joe Biden. I get to decide that. And, you know, I tried everything else, but... Goddamn, you just wouldn't fucking make it easy on yourself, so now I have to force it on you. Unfucking believable man. Unbelievable. By the way, um... While we're hovering around the subject of the jabs... The, the CDC Advisory Committee, see, the CDC's Independent Advisory Panel voted unanimously to recommend booster doses of Moderna and Johnson & Johnson for certain populations and allow people to mix and match doses. Now, how much data do they have on mixing and matching these different vaccines? I know, granted, you know, I'm not the most up-to-date on all the studies that are going on, but I have never in all of my research or whatever you want to call it, seen anything talking about groups of people that had mixed and matched vaccinations. Well, I got one Moderna jab and one Pfizer. There, there's never a group for that. It's just Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. They're always separated. But now we can just mix and match them. It's no big deal. <laughs> okay. Boosters for Moderna's dose, a two-dose vaccine, and Johnson & Johnson's single dose may be taken by Americans over 65 as well as those over 18 with a higher risk of severe COVID or exposure to the virus. Dosing for the Moderna booster will be less than its two-dose regimen and will be permitted six months after the third shot. Johnson & Johnson allowed after two months. So every two months you can get your Johnson & Johnson booster. And, and feel free to mix and match, you know, just make yourself a little cocktail. Just get all three, you know, just start fucking jabbing yourself whenever you feel like it. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Um, this is just fucking crazy to me. And and like I, I talked about, I think probably on the last episode with, with uh, Sanjay Gupta on Rogan, there's like there. So there are small risks of, of uh, myocarditis with these with these vaccines. What is the risk when you're getting them when you're getting the Johnson and Johnson after two months, every two months, you're getting a Johnson and Johnson booster shot. Uh, I think the more you take the vaccine, the higher your risk of vaccine side effects would be, wouldn't it? And it makes sense to me. And I, I, I did want to talk about a couple of other things that are going on the, the West Coast here, but I think I'm probably running pretty long. I don't know how long I've been going, but there's in one bright spot, one little fucking white pill for uh, you libertarians out there in and out burger. God bless In-N-Out Burger. In another another case of uh, California, the chain battles the COVID vaccine rules. So I think it was maybe a week or two ago, one came out from California uh, and, and said, we're not going to uh, enforce these, these vaccine mandates. Now a second In-N-Out Burger in San Francisco, in the San Francisco Bay Area, 
faces a fight with health officials over COVID-19 rules. The chain's Pleasant Hill restaurant has been fined twice, $250 and $500 for not checking the vaccination status of indoor diners as required. in and out earlier blasted San Francisco officials for ordering the chain's only restaurant there to briefly close over the same rules. We refuse to become vaccination police for any government. Arnie Wensinger, the, chief, the chain's chief legal and business officer, said in a statement to the San Francisco Chronicle, It's unreasonable, invasive, and unsafe to force our restaurant associates to segregate customers into those who may be served and those who may not, whether based on the documentation they carry or any other reason. Amen. Amen, brother. You know, I, I've been to In-N-Out Burger once. I think it was overhyped, to say the least. I'm not a big fan of their, uh, whatever their secret sauce is called, animal sauce or whatever. It just looks like Thousand Island dressing with chopped up pickles or something. A Thousand Island dressing grosses me out. But um, anyway, go support In-N-Out Burger. And, th- you know, they should just pick up and fucking leave like this other San Francisco Bay Area um iconic iconic target store is closing amid a, a a tidal wave of shoplifting this is what you know san francisco this crazy liberal horseshit that's going on on the west coast where they just let people steal stuff from fucking stores you can take oh, as long as it's under a thousand dollars you can just take it so you can go in every day steal 999 dollars worth of stuff just walk in you've seen these videos of people rolling in with like you know stuff just stuffing everything they can down their pants and everything and walking out walking out with like racks of stuff so this iconic target store on mission street is going to close now amid a tidal wave of uh shoplifting last week walgreens announced that five additional outlets in san francisco will be closing on top of the 17 that have already closed since 2019 they're losing uh um, this one, uh, the t- the Target store, this uh, SFPD officer said they're losing $25,000 a day to shoplifting. And this is the environment that they've created over there. So, of course, they're closing down. But, you know, In-N-Out Burger, they should fucking close down. Everybody should close down their stores that they're having, their restaurants that they have on the West Coast. If they're going to fine you for, trying to, for not uh, forcing your customers to be vaccinated, move to the next state. Move over one. Move it out of there. Let these fucking miserable vaccine mandate hungry lunatics fend for themselves. Have fun over there with nothing to shop for, nothing to buy, no good places to eat. That's one thought I had. The other thought is just support the hell out of the In-N-Out Burger, even if there is a better burger place for that type of burger on the West Coast. I, I like the Red Hot Ranch in Chicago. They-, they do a real good smash burger there. I wonder what that's up to. I'll find out when I go back because I've... I've been craving one of those, but used to get a double cheeseburger and fries for like $6 and change from that place. So we'll see what inflationary tolls have taken. But man, we we really need to support businesses like this. Everybody should be on board with this. Even if you're, you know, pro-vaccine, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not about the vaccine. It really isn't. It's about force. It's about choice. And it's about the role of government. You're not in business to start enforcing government edicts, unconstitutional government edicts at that. But you, when did you get deputized to become a fucking vaccine mandate uh, police officer? Uh, you're just trying to give somebody a fucking burger to eat. We, we have to resist this on every level, and we have to support the businesses that do that. For these fines. Take your fines and shove it up your ass. How about that? We can crowdfund that. 250 bucks, 500. Okay. I mean, people love in and out Burger. They go crazy for that thing. God bless them for fucking standing up. We need more businesses like that. And stop going to these places that tell you to put on your mask and, and, and vax, vax up and all that shit. Uh-uh. I mean, the, the, this is the only way that we're going to stop this. If, is if, you know, good people stand up to this and take the heat, eventually the rest of these idiots will come around. But we can't just keep bending over. Oh, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't see what the big deal is. It's just this. It's just that. Just, you know, just stay at home for two weeks. It's not that big a deal. Okay. Just uh, just wear this mask only, you know, when you're outside. It's not that big of a deal. Just stand six feet apart. It's not that big of a deal. Just don't go visit your dying grandma. It's not that big of a deal. 
<laughs> just don't have Christmas. It's not that big of a deal. Just stay inside for a year. It's not that big of a deal. Just get the vaccine. It's not that big of a deal. We do all sorts of vaccination. Come on, man. Come on, man. Where is this going? Look at the trajectory that we're on right now and resist it with every fiber you're being. I'm going to wrap there for today, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Don't forget to get your Sayulita Super Spreader tickets before it's too late. You, you got, what, a week left. You got one week left, like a week and two days or something like that, depending on when you hear this. October 31st, the sale ends. You can get 10% off. SayulitaSuperSpreader.EventSmart.com. Promo code FICTION. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.